0: Hi, I'm Isaac.
1: And I'm Nadia. And I'm Nikita.
0: And welcome to the table where everyone gets to take a seat. Hello, Nikita.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. hi. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know it was coming and it was exciting.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. A surprise podcast,
2: a surprise episode with my little sister. Everybody's been waiting for this.
0: Yes, everyone. <laughs> everyone in the world.
2: I actually don't know if people on the podcast know that I have a little sister, to be honest.
0: I don't know if people know that you have siblings.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we've expressed that. But now that we have the opportunity, because this is a long-distance episode.
0: It is. It is. Mm -hmm.
2: And I am home in Kansas, in Lawrence, Kansas, where both me and Isaac have resided. And so I was like, let's take advantage of having the little sister who is now running... Lawrence
0: (laughs) I'm screaming
2: (laughs) yes uh so um Nikita yes tell us a little bit about yourself for the people on the podcast what's two what's three things that people should know about you
1: I guess I, uh, I mean, I work for a local bookstore in our town, mm-hmm. The Raven, as well as Wonder Fair, which is the stationery shop in our town. Um, so I'm the sidelines buyer for our bookstore. So I buy all the cards and stationery and things like that. And at Wonder Fair, I just do what I can. I don't know what's happening yet, but I'm new. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Doing I what you can that. is enough. Those yeah, are I'd my two fun. favorite
0: places um, in Lawrence. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's it's fun, it's a good time. Um, other things about me, um, like to make art, I like to write, I yes. um, like to paint, I'm trying to knit. Um, she knits better than anybody that I know. Am I the only one you know? <laughs> yes. It was <or>? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've like, only knit a scarf, but <laughs> it was a good scarf. Um, it works real well. Um, number three. Uh, <laughs> like my, my sister knows me well. <laughs> yeah, good. I. Uh, what else do you know? <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't know. I guess it's good to know about me is that I studied women, gender, and sexuality studies for on, classes, degree. so yeah. I do a lot of work with um, trying to increase reproductive justice access and helping out queer people, and yeah, that's kind of what I like to do with my spare time. Yay. organizations love that That is likes to do fair time I think that people don't understand
2: that my little is the coolest person that currently <laughs> resides in Lawrence Kansas
0: love that yeah. <laughs> I guess <laughs> like I love how you said current because you are like basically stating that like if you were there mm.
1: it would be a different story.
0: Yeah,
2: I feel like Isaac is putting words in my
0: mouth. Uh-uh. now. you
2: I mean, did say. <laughs> Listen, I have a lot of friends who live in who currently live in Lords Kansas. I think you both are trying to bring to light something that doesn't actually exist. Y'all need to watch yourself.
0: Uh uh-uh. uh That was a threat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a little bit. Isaac, tell us, tell us a little bit about the Table Podcast.
0: Yes. Yeah. So at the table. We have these things called mm. segments.
2: Chick what?
0: Yes, segments. And so usually what we do at the table <laughs> is have a topic of the day, which we call Dig In. Mm. Yes.
2: Girl, what we digging into?
0: You know, I have been, there's been things heavy on my heart Ooh. this season of mm-hmm. the, what season are we in? Libra? <laughs>
2: yes. yes, we
3: are. Yes.
0: That is currently where we we're at.
2: Yes. Season, yeah.
0: Yes. This season of the season. She just
2: said that confidently, and I trust her.
0: Right. <laughs> um, I am aware.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, the season of the Libra has been a very trying time, and so we're just going to touch on why, once again, the world does not give a fuck about Black women, um, and we're mad oh. about it.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: We are mad. Yes, we are. And then we mm. have this segment called. Who brought the soup? Where we talk about the question <laughs> of the day.
1: <laughs> the soup?
0: Yes, I I, it- I, have to tell y'all, I made some soup. soup. I made some soup. I made some soup.
2: Hmm. What's in the soup? What's so the there's soup? a
0: lot of vegetables. Me and Leslie made it for our full moon party. Oh, fine. Ooh. Yes, it was a good soup.
2: Okay. So a veggie soup is what I'm getting from you. Yes, there
0: was some garlic, like brothy, some carrots. brothy or like? Um, what else was in there? Is it like tomato <laughs> Yeah. No, I think the broth was vegetable.
2: Okay. okay. So it was more of a like a brothy vegetable type soup. No, Was there no gluten? Was there no meat? I mean, really give us a good idea of the dietary needs. There was no meat.
0: Soup. I think it was gluten-free. We were trying to make sure it was good for everyone who came to the party.
2: Love that. Cool, yeah.
0: An inclusive soup.
2: I love that. So who brought the inclusive soup? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, the inclusive soup. And then after that, we have, <laughs> like, what is it? Oh, my gosh. I forgot. To-go-late.
2: Wow. Can I get a to-go-late?
0: I forgot. Nadia, this is your part.
2: This Can I get a to go late? Which is basically a fast way of saying, can I get late? So we can give you some key takeaways. We can give out our flowers to the people who deserve our flowers. And there are not very many. Yes. And then we can also talk about what Daniel's wearing today, which Isaac will have to inform me and Nikita because we're long distance today. Yeah. We can't see Daniel. I this wish I could true. see Daniel because he always shows out. This is true. <laughs> Never seen
1: <Daniel>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so i'm I think i uh, I think I'm getting a better picture of what the table podcast is all about.
0: I, I think so too. I think I have painted a picture, <laughs> but it was not only me who painted this picture, but us together
2: like a collaborative mural.
0: So, Nadia and Nikita.
3: Yes. What's up, Isaac?
0: Let me tell you about all the horrible things that are happening in the world so we can talk about them.
3: All right. <laughs> She's gay. She gay. I actually, you know, I clutched my pearls. Nikita was ready.
0: <laughs> Which is what I only expect. Like, that's the, that's the only expect, like expectation I've ever had in my life. So... Not—I don't know when this was. Maybe it was this weekend. Maybe it was yesterday. I honestly don't even know what day it is today. But there was a Black woman who was shot by a police officer in Fort Worth in Uh their own home for a— Well, essentially what was happening was this police officer came to this home for a wellness check and Uh saw somebody through a window inside of the home and said— please put your hands up, not even please, put your hands up, you need to put your hands up, and then shot this person through the window, who was Anita Jefferson, who was actually taking care of her, like, parents? I think somebody's parents, great aunts, great something, but was basically playing video games with her nephew and essentially was murdered by this police officer in Fort Worth, Texas, in which has really, really made me angry. But, like, with everything that's been going on in the state of Texas, <laughs> in general, I hate Texas. Well, who doesn't? Good point. Texans? Question mark? I think
3: actually, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of people who do like Texas. I've never really enjoyed Texas. I did go there recently, um, not by choice, but because there was a wedding that I needed to attend. So oh, I wedding. guess that was a choice. Um, but it's got a lot of issues, and this one is honestly not surprising, which kind of hurts my heart, because even though, I don't, I don't know, I don't think it's surprising for black women to be shot in their own homes. No. It mm-hmm. happens too often for it to be surprising, right?
0: Mm-hmm. This is true. Uh, so
3: Texas already had a lot of, um, had a bad reputation with me and this only, I mean, I don't know if it makes it any different because the worst part is like this morning I actually was talking about this with my dad because um, he had brought it up to me and I was like, but is that surprising because we've heard right. time and time again, even in Seattle, remember uh, a couple of years ago, a mm-hmm. woman who was shot in her home when she called the police mm-hmm. to get um, assistance because somebody had entered her home without her consent. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, like, in a an abusive situation. She called the police, and they came in and killed her. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it really kind of... It's one of those things where I'm like, wow, this keeps happening. And unfortunately, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, this isn't surprising at all. And that's a terrible place to be.
0: Yeah. No, it's, like, really, really hard for me to, like process all of it because i'm thinking of like wellness checks right like you call someone and they're like spo- supposedly like people are supposed to come and like check and make sure that you're like doing okay um which i don't know why you would send a police officer i don't know why like a wellness check involves a police officer like i don't know why there's like not like wellness check people <laughs> like yeah just like volunteers in the community who come in and be like, hello, like I'm trained in mental health awareness and I'm here to check on you. But it has to be like police officers with guns and armed weapons. And they always assume, like especially if it's in like, quote unquote, like a black neighborhood. They're like, oh, it's a wellness check because somebody is breaking into something or something bad is happening. But like this the idea like. Like, the fact that she was there, she was taking care of her family, she was hanging out with her nephew and playing video games and was shot through a window. Like, how, like, like the, the scenario of it all, it was just like, I called this wellness check because I didn't know what was going on. It could be that the video game might have been too loud. Like, any basic ass bullshit that, like, people are doing on a daily basis and black people can just, like, die, up and die for no reason at all. And that just, like, really hurts my heart and, like, was oh, carrying, not carrying with me, like, but, like, oh, weighing me down throughout the day.
3: Well, and it's also really impossible to think that you could be minding your own black-ass business, right? Like, like, playing a video game, having a good time, not really expecting anything necessarily out of the ordinary to be shot from a window. And I guess, like, my question would be, like, what is your excuse then for that, right? like was it a fear of safety or through a window through a window, right? yes, yeah, um, <laughs> that's a very good question that I don't know how to answer. I don't know how you're I don't know how trying to defend myself in that situation, I would even answer that. Um, none of that really matters because it doesn't like there's probably not going to be consequences for that action, but um. Yeah, it's very shocking. I guess, I don't know, I just, police officers are trained to see criminals, Mm -hmm. and white people are trained to see black people as criminals, so it's just a very not startling situation at this point, where it's like, I want to be like, that's ridiculous, through a window, but like, where I don't know, I feel like police officers just see a threat anytime they see a black person, so it's just very disheartening that somehow like I'm supposed to process what a wellness check is when I know that the person doing that wellness check thinks I'm a criminal Mm. um I don't really know what that is supposed to mean I don't know like I I just feel like no matter what it makes the situation a hundred times worse for everybody involved so it's just I don't know it's a very shocking situation where it's like, where do you reach out for help when the help is going to be said to you is the person who does not want you to exist in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's very shocking and not shocking. It's disappointing, but not surprising, I guess. Yeah, and I think I like um, how you put it out there because even so, even this morning, yeah, I was having this conversation with my dad. He was the one who was like, telling me about what was happening in the news. And... Even my dad, who definitely, you know, has some reservations about what might be happening in the world regarding race, just because, you know, immigrants, happy to be in America, not necessarily going to distinguish between whether or not racism is happening to immigrants. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, in the more recent year, I would say, has gotten a lot more hip to <laughs> to a lot of these like blatantly, blatantly racist actions. Um, this morning I heard him he he told me, he was like, Yeah, I would never call the police. I would just never call the police, right? And so he made that conclusion for himself and, you know, and I, I seconded it and was like, Yeah, no, I would never call the police. Like we as black people don't have the um benefit of having someone to protect and serve because they don't protect and serve us, right? They are trained to see us as criminals. Like Nikita said, that's very much how they see us upon arriving, clearly, if they're going to go ahead and shoot you through a window. Like, they're not even going to try and check in, see if there's a way to disarm the situation in any other way. It's more so like, hey, we see that there is a black woman inside. So let's go ahead and, you know, hedge our bets, take her out, deal with the consequences later. And that is, you know, not only sickening, it's depressing, it's discouraging, it's disappointing, but all of those things are not surprising because all three of us understand how things operate as Black people in this United
0: States. Right. And I think it's really interesting coming on the heels of uh, what's in face. The white woman who shot the man in his home... Um, Is it Amber something? I don't know. Becky. So Becky, (laughs) then, (laughs) I like, look, I can't keep up, like, the names of, like, literally, it's so impossible to keep up with all the names of the people who have been being murdered or being the murderer, but all of these police officers who have actively, like, shot and killed people. But it's like, this white woman, I think also in Texas, I want to say it's also in Texas, um also just murdered a man, and she got to have this, like, whole moment where, like, the judge is hugging her, the brother is hugging her, like, you get to give this grace to all these white people, but in reality, like, grace is, like, a privilege of whiteness, like, it's not something that, like, black people ever get, especially when it comes to black and, like, police relationships, like, it's very impossible for us to ever catch a break, And so then all of a sudden we have white folks who are like, well, please forgive me. Please let Brock Turner not go because he's a young man and he's like his one action is going to ruin the rest of his life. But there's like all of these scenarios where we get to see white people act the fuck up and then get away with actual murder or actual like heinous ass crimes. And the jury is like, yo, this is okay. We're just going to give him a break. But, like, we've never caught a break, like, on any front. It's, like, the whole entire system is set up to basically see us, like you were saying, as criminals. Like, police officers also see us as, like, problems. But, like, the jury, the judges, like, literally society, anybody watching fuck, fucking Fox News thinks that black people are, like, the most heinous criminals in the whole entire world. And it's so hard to, like... Like, I I guess for me, I'm, like, saying this as, like, it's, like, a monolith. But um, for me, it's really difficult to find any kind of, like, humanity in, like, white thought that allows me to think that, like, oh, some of them are good people. But, like, there's moments, but they're not, like, you were taught to be like this. You were taught to think like this. Like, there's nothing we can do about that unless you, like, actively are trying to undo that.
3: Right, and a lot of these police officers are trained to think like that, too, right? It's seated in their training. Um, I think in a lot of ways, if you decide to go into the police academy, you are deciding to be against black and brown people, um, because it is part of your training. Like, not all of these police officers were born thinking like this. Like, it, you grew up thinking like that because of your environment, or maybe not. Maybe in the police academy, you are taught to target Certain populations, you know, just just to be on the safe side, or just to <laughs> increase your chances of protecting the community. But all of this, I mean, all of this is learned, right? All of this is learned, whether it's we're, like whether it's completely related to police academy, or whether it's just how we as a society in the U.S. have been taught to view different people and um, people of color and whether or not they are prone to criminal activity, right? Um, these are all things that are taught. So I don't ever, I don't know, I think for a long time now, I think I've felt that way. I don't, a lot of people of color innately don't trust police officers, and I think there are so many reasons not to, and one of those reasons is because we know that these people are Trained and learned how to exterminate us. Um, that's that's what they think is for the greater good. That's what they have learned is for the greater good. Whether or not it's their fault or not, um, it is public um, consumption that black and brown people are violent. That's what they. That's what they think is true. That's what they have come to learn is true. Which is absurd because when you really think about it, like anything that has been really extreme in the U S has been committed by white people. Right. Right. If I really think about the way that white people act in general, in general spaces, in Mm -hmm. meetings in work meetings in the grocery store in movies, like the most extreme acts where you're like, wow, that was really offensive. And that was kind of violent. They're white people like Mm -hmm. white people. And I was talking about this recently with my, roommate, Kia, but like when you really think about the most extreme acts where you're like, whoa, that was kind of offensive, like where did that come from? That was out of nowhere. More likely than not it was from a white person and it's because white people truly have learned from one another to act violently, to act so extremely Um, and I, I've been trying to process that for myself, like where does that come from? Where it's like, I feel like the only way out of this situation, whatever situation it might be is to act so extremely in such a in such a way that will hurt lots of other people, definitely not myself, but certainly a lot of people around me, predominantly people of color. And I feel like, like I'm wondering, like, I'm trying to think back to my education where I started hearing that, um, and then maybe I didn't really tune in as well as I could have, but, like, that is something that they learn from a young age to act like in general, and then when they know that they or when they learn that they should be acting a certain way towards populations of color, that's where they start directing it. But, like, white people have been violent for hundreds of years. White people have been so violent in the way that they talk, in the way that they communicate, in the way that they act. Um, and so why why on earth should we start trusting police officers <laughs>
0: right.
3: who are predominantly white?
0: And it goes back to that historical context, too, like... I know, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is what I've been taught, is that like the KKK is like the earliest form of policing in like the South, right? Like, the KKK was the beginning of what our police force has become. And, like, I know there's, like, probably not a direct tie to it. Or there is a direct tie to it because, you know, Black Klansman is a movie movie that, like, was hype as fuck and I think it was cute. So it might be the truth. I don't know. But there's no proven facts that connect those things. But it is really interesting because... Like, when you were talking about the power and entitlement of, like, whiteness and how they feel some kind of way and they feel violent in some kind of way. But it's really interesting who actually joins the police force and who joins the military and, like, why people are joining and why people are not joining. Like, I know for a fact my mom joined both of these two um, institutions and she told me she, like, joined the police because it was, like, something that she felt, like, inclined to do by duty. But, like, a lot of the people around her were just doing it because they like the power of it, right? Same thing with the military. A lot of people join it because they felt powerless. And so they do it to feel some kind of power. But who are they trying to feel power over, right? Like, that's the biggest question is, like, why does whiteness teach you to feel so individualized to the point that you need to feel powerful over someone else. Where, like, we live in a society as, like, black folks or, like, as, like, somebody who's in a marginalized community where we're always, like, grow together. Like, let's build this thing together. Community is, like, first. Like, speaking of that, like, happy Indigenous Peoples Day, y'all. But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, that's a big thing, like, in indigenous culture, it's, like, very important that we're, like, a group and we have group norms and we are always thinking about, like, the other, not necessarily ourselves, where I think, like, our society is very institutionalized and, like, taught to be, like, you need to care only about yourself and your own, like, growth and your own gain in every single process.
3: Yeah, it's a very individualist way of thinking, which is unlike other populations of people. Um, most black and brown people, wherever you're from, are taught to be a lot more collaborative and collective as opposed to be individualist. Like, that's the culture. Mm-hmm. So then you come here, and it's very much like, look out for yourself. Do things for yourself. Achieve for yourself. Climb the ladder for yourself. Think about yourself. um, and that can be, especially, especially in a work environment, like if you're working, then more often than not, you're a part of a collaborative environment. You're part of a team. You're part of, you know, something where you're definitely having to bring multiple minds together to find a solution if you're working. That definitely varies, but at the same time, you come into these spaces where there are other people, and it's a far more beneficial to have a collaborative mentality mm-hmm. than it is to have an individualist one. But In America, like, and especially just, like, in white um, culture, that is more of the, what is taught is, like, the individualist attitude and how to serve yourself. Um, And so that's where we all come, um, we combat against each other, like, that's where we kind of all contradict, because I know personally I'm not like that. I know most of my friends and family are not like that. Um, but that's because I run in groups that are far more people of color than I do in American white people. So it it becomes yeah, it, it's something that I don't ne- I don't agree with at all. But I also I'm just not necessarily comfortable with. It's like this attitude that we're all here to to really serve ourselves and look out for ourselves. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Why aren't we looking out for our people? Why aren't we looking out for each other and making making sure that whatever space we occupy and whatever place that we occupy is better for all of us as a collective. That's not something that ever escapes me personally. Um, but I do know that I have a lot of people who I may work with or may encounter in different environments who don't think like that. And that's just, that's, mm-hmm. that's also learned. Yeah, which is also learned. I definitely think there are people who think... I feel like there's a lot of white communities that they do think about the other, but it's like a threat as more of like a driving force behind it than necessarily like the idea of lifting up the other. I was talking to a friend recently about just how people react to people without homes Mm -hmm. and how angry people get at poor people. And I don't, it's just like this weird defensiveness that comes from this sense of superiority by being like, I have money and you don't have money. And I just don't even understand where that anger comes from. There's just so much anger there, and I don't understand when it's like you already think that you're better than this other person. You already think that you somehow won, and I don't understand where that fear comes from. I don't know if it's a fear of becoming that person. I don't know if it's like just another assertion of like you are the other in the situation and I am the, like, correct one, I'm the one who's part of the the larger whole, which is the people who do have homes and have all this money and have all this disposable income, but it's such a scary thing to witness when people just are so disgusted by what they see every day, and they have the money to make a difference with that, but instead they use that energy just as anger towards them, um... And so I think it's a very interesting idea to view everything other than you as a threat and Mm -hmm. as, like, a point of anger, and I don't really know where that comes from because it just isn't really in me very much where it's, like, I just want other people to also be okay. Um, So I don't really know where that comes from, and I'm not sure if that's learned or if there's something weird evolutionary that is also a component. I don't really know, but it doesn't feel natural to me to hate other people just for existing <laughs> so I don't know where that comes from. Yeah. I do agree. I do think that people do tend to think about other people, but yeah, the way that they view those people, that is like that is such a good way of putting it too, because, you know, all pretty much Every issue that we have to date is based on people thinking about other people as a threat. And so knowing that you need to assert your power, right? So let's okay. let's go ahead and create race so that we can assert our power as white people. Let's go ahead and create all of these things that are such social constructs because there was a scarcity threat. Uh, okay. If you have more of something, I don't have that. Um, if you are doing better in this area, I don't have that. Like, like something I've observed recently and I've known this for a long time, but it's just like one of those things that keeps becoming imperative to me is like the way like black women treat one another is that like, we're constantly bringing each other up, constantly saying good things, constantly making sure that we're getting through the day, like caretaking like nobody's business because we know that if we bring other people up, it doesn't bring us down. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Like it literally is a good thing to keep spreading joy. Like it just is. And so but that's not something that everybody does. Like people do think that other people's successes bring them down. Now I don't know where that was like circulated. I don't know what rumor that was. That person's a jerk. I really <laughs> I did I really like blame Uncle Sam for that. One. I'm gonna blame Uncle Sam. He does right. Blame Uncle Sam. I just don't understand how that got out, but like it costs you nothing to do good things for other people and to bring other people up, it costs you nothing and in fact makes your day a lot better. It benefits you in so many ways because when you benefit other people, you're benefiting yourself. And I just don't really understand why it's unique to find like groups of friends uplifting each other Mm -hmm. because it like literally doesn't do anything to you to then like see somebody and be like, you know what? You're bomb. Like I love what you're doing. I think it's great what you're doing. Also, like, I see what you're doing, and I want to invest in what you're doing. Oh, I I see you struggling, and I want to make sure you don't struggle anymore. It does nothing to you to then see all of those things, but for some reason, a lot of people can see it and be like, your existence is a threat to me, whatever mm-hmm. that existence is. You you not having a home is a threat to me. Well, how come? Like, how does that make any sense? mm mm-hmm. That's absolutely like not only wrong, but it's just like absurd for you to get to that
0: place mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy that we got angry together.
3: <laughs> um I think we can always get angry together Isaac
0: I think it's important I think it's important to express all the emotions
3: mm-hmm. I
0: agree, I agree. Yes. Hey, Nadia.
3: Hey, Isaac.
0: Hey, Nikita.
3: Hey, Isaac. <laughs>
0: Guess who brought soup?
3: Who brought soup? Bro? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
0: It's mostly Nikita and these llama cards. So let's talk about them. Ah, ah!
3: <laughs> <laughs> you understand how similar me and Nikita are, that we both looked at each other and said, ah, in the same way. <laughs> And that's what we would have done had there have been a recording or not. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Love that.
3: So tell us about these llamas. (laughs) Something I never thought I would say out loud, but is important today. Oh, it's just all llamas. Um, When I try to order things, the amount of llama cards I see is out of control. (laughs) It's never good. I have yet to see a Llama card that I wanted. Um, for a while, I think that we ordered some of them. The person who, like, ordered the cards before me at the store ordered Llama cards back when they first started being trendy, but now we're past it, and people are still making Llama cards, and they just, I don't, Llama-rific birthday is all I can really think about. They, like, have a Llama-rific birthday, uh, <laughs> Is that really as creative as we are as a population to say have a llama birthday? What does that mean? The puns, I don't know what it means. <laughs> the puns aren't good on a lot of cards. There's a lot of statements that I don't understand. Um, I saw a card that said, like, prance like it's your birthday, and it had, like, deer on it, and I was like, nobody has ever said this before. <laughs> <laughs> or so anyone say it again. It's uh. not... Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no uh, prance like it's your birthday. Like, you don't prance normally. But I would prance if it was my birthday, like a deer. I have a card for you. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> already bought your <laughs> good, 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 good.
0: No, so I was thinking maybe the llama like craze was like. What was the name of that llama? Was it a llama or a unicorn? But it was like Charlie? Was that Charlie? That
3: was a unicorn. That was a unicorn.
0: Oh, wow. I, am, I, I just don't know. It was such a long time ago. I don't think there
3: ago. ever was a llama, like a specific llama character. I'm sure, yeah. But I do know, I remember a time where llamas were a lot more accessible on the card <laughs> stands. <laughs> 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 as, far as, as far as shopping for greeting cards, and you know, this girl love buying cards. I don't love buying presents, because I, I like stumbling across presents people love, but I love buying cards. Like, I love going to a card store, like a letterpress mm-hmm. shop, or an independent store, whatever the case is, The Raven. I do love The Raven Bookstore in Lawrence Kansas. Like, I love looking at cards there. And then, like, it's like, oh, yeah, this works for my friend. But, like, so I remember, I do remember a time where there were <laughs> a frequent llama on the stands. <laughs> yeah. But I actually, at that time, didn't question Or think about where did the llama trend come from? And I want somebody to be able to write in to the Table Podcast and tell us where did the llama trend come from?
0: Mm. (laughs) That's a question for Shay
3: a good question. Nikita hasn't figured it out. I haven't figured it out. I know animals come in. There's like waves of trends in animals. <laughs> Unicorns are always kind of around, but sometimes there's like more popular unicorn stuff than other times. There was narwhals for a long time. which I is love crazy.
0: narwhals. A narwhal? a
3: oh my gosh. It's like a sea unicorn. It's a real creature, but it, it's like a whale and it has the horn, you know, it's one of those.
0: Did the, you not know it was not real, Nadia?
3: I didn't know that narwhal was a thing.
0: I didn't know it was real until recently.
3: I didn't even know it was. Like, honestly, someone could have said narwhal at any point in time in my life, and I would have been like, nar what? Like, nar Nar who? Um, (laughs) I don't know her.
0: (laughs) I never met her.
3: I I haven't met this nar creature that you described. Um, but now that I know that narwhal is a thing and it's real, now that really is that's really something I'm going to dig into yeah. later on Google. <laughs> <laughs> the Google. That Wonder Fair with little
0: narwhals on top of them. Narwhal pens. Wow, Yeah. yeah. Yes, they're super cute. We <laughs> yeah, have fun at
3: Wonder Fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the narwhal trend was because of a song that was popular at the time.
0: Narwhal, narwhal, something, something, yeah. something, something. Narwhal, narwhal. I know that
3: song. Yeah. I don't know that song. That sounds like a myth. Oh, it was real. It was a real video.
0: <laughs> it's a wild video. It's a wild video. It the narwhal be stabbing folks. Yeah. Narwhal's about that life.
3: <laughs> what I love about this conversation is that finally Isaac has someone to support him as he's like this is what happens in pop culture because I don't know <laughs> I never know I literally never know I don't know what's happening to my world that I can't access these things but I'm just always like what are you talking about and Isaac has to be like are you serious and then send me stuff and this time it's like Nikita and Isaac are like yes it's a real thing <laughs> it's a thing that actually exists and I'm like really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. different you times hip.
0: you're hip
3: you keep up on the pop culture's
0: I try my best. You know, I be out here, like, Googling things. Like, I don't like to say that I'm wrong. Like, so somebody will bring something up, and I'm like, wow, that's, like, so cool. I, like, know that's super popular. And then under the table, I'm, like, Googling what it is. (laughs) Because I don't like to be, like, un—like, I don't want people to know that I don't know things.
3: That's me during the table podcast and Isaac Talks. (laughs) I like bring out my I bring out my phone. I turn it off airplane. Sorry, Daniel. I turn it off <laughs> airplane mode, and I'm just like, what? What's this person talking about? How she wants to be a cow and not a cat? Like that was like our first episode, and I didn't want to be embarrassed. I was like, let me go ahead and check out what Isaac's talking about. He's very cool. I'm extremely <laughs> non-hip. I am an elder in this uh, studio, and <laughs> and not I not an elder my people uh, as best as I can so I need to Google under the table so I can keep up with the kids as they say
0: <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> okay Nikita final question
3: mm-hmm.
0: how do I get Wonderfair to sponsor this podcast and send me all my pins
1: um, Isaac does
0: I'll need those see. pins <laughs> I need those pins y'all <laughs>
3: I feel like if you go to their website, <laughs> you can go. You can talk to them about donations. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun pens. It's not just narwhals you could get. Uh, we had a chicken pen for a while. I don't think we have them anymore. <laughs> they were very popular. We have some caterpillar slash alien ones, some UFOs, uh, mermaid ones. Um, we have all kinds of pens. We have a lot of different dog and cat type <laughs> pens. I think, you know, I'm honestly getting the impression that Nikita wants you to direct that question to somebody more powerful who can get you the pens, but she also wants you to know there are a lot of options (laughs) as far as the animal pens go, and uh, including, definitely not excluding, but definitely not saying they're animals, mermaids, (laughs) Uh. probably a real (laughs) Uh. But yes, you would probably have to talk to Meredith, <laughs> the owner of the store. I just love that you were like, "Yeah, that's a very good question." And without saying, "I don't do that; that's not my job," you were like, "Let me direct you to a website." <laughs> I don't do that, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I, can do other things. <laughs> I have other, I have other roles. Tell us, tell us what you can do. Give us that. I'm really good at the register.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming. I'm done.
3: <laughs> and I can tell people a bit about stationery. I I'm pretty good with pens. I'm pretty good with pens. Gee, actually I can confirm. Very good with pens. I like gel pens a lot. So
0: I know Ooh. a lot of gel
3: pens, um the different ones we have. I know a bit about fountain pens. They're a pretty specialty. Mm. So not a lot like not a lot of our customers are that interested in the the fountain pens. We do have some very dedicated people mm-hmm. who love fountain pens. I love a fountain pen. Yes. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on on reach and say I love a fountain pen. Yeah, they're really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you would. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she would know better than anyone else whether I would like a fountain pen. I love that. I don't know they would like a fountain pen. <laughs> 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 That's my skill. It's not. It's like, yeah. Do you want a tarot card reading or do you want to know if my sister Nikita? Knows that you would like a fountain pen. You <laughs> tell me that. You tell me. Like, like, you seem like you'd like a Kuwako sport. <laughs> I like I'm
0: that. I'm screaming.
3: I like that and I respect yeah. that. Mm. And I think that more people need to start thinking about whether they like fountain pens. I think everybody should consider it at some point.
0: With that it's being divine. said, and most importantly, understood.
3: <laughs> mm hmm.
0: Everybody should go, if you're ever, in Lawrence, Kansas. Truly. To visit Nikita.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: First, probably at Wonder Fair. <laughs>
3: yeah, Wonder Fair would be a place where Nikita really thrives. Yes. I think it's a really <laughs> unique place and really fun. Um, and it has stuff for pretty much everybody. I mean, if you don't really care that much about art, there's still, like, enamel pin, keychains. Right. Or a lot of other options. Um, so it's a really cool place to be.
0: I've spent many a days in Wonder Fair. Like back in my Lawrence days, I spent many a time <laughs> in Wonder Fair for a long period of time trying to pick between pins. I'm not going to lie to y'all. <laughs> pins and stickers. Pins and stickers.
3: Stickers, yeah.
0: It was, it was, it's hard. It's hard out there. So if you're ever in Lawrence, go to Wonder Fair. And then promptly, after Nikita goes there too, go to The Raven. <laughs> go
3: to The Raven Bookstore. They've got some great books. Honestly, most people do need to read more. So I would advise you to go to a bookstore. And if you're going to go to one in Lawrence, Kansas, you should go to The Raven. Nikita's yeah. there. A dear friend of mine, Chris. Luxem is there, and you'll literally never meet a gentler human. Mm-mm. There's yes. just no way. I, I can actually guarantee you on my life, if you met Christopher Luxem, you'd be like, hmm, I've never met a gentler human. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel every day. <laughs> I love that. Yeah.
0: And it's, like, really cool because, like, The Raven hosts, like, a lot of dope events. I remember going to The Raven for, like, poetry readings, like, all the things. It was real fun. I really fucks with huh. The Raven.
3: I used to I did a poetry reading there once. It was it shocked a lot of white people, but it also was very good. <laughs> shocked a lot of white people.
0: I feel like yeah. shocking a lot of white people is like my forever mood.
3: It was really it was a positive thing and the only reason I was invited to read there was because of, you know, gentle friend Christopher. <laughs> yeah. He was That's like he, he was like, "You do poetry. I like your poetry. Come read here." And I came there and I was the only black person in the reading and I was the only person really talking about black stuff and, like, just really kind of not so subtly talking about white supremacy and the whole crowd who had come probably for these, like, traveling writers from Iowa looked at me and they were like, oh, shit. (laughs) And I was like, hi, I'm Nadia. I write poetry. (laughs) (laughs) Screaming. So, yeah, The Raven is, a spe- I don't know, I love it. It's a special place to me, and I'm glad that, you know, my heart and soul, Nikita, me? now, you know, rules the
0: land of the Raven. That's,
3: <laughs> that's, that's my heart. In my it heart, she
0: rules. Rules that. the land of the Raven, <laughs> a.k.a. Lawrence Kansas. <laughs> this is like the, this is a movie. We're making a movie. <laughs> the land of the Raven.
3: The land of the Raven. And then you just see like this really, this really like, um, it's like zoomed in photo of Nikita and she's just kind of like, she's like stomping through the land, mm-hmm. you know, and like really big, like Doc Martens is what mm-hmm. I would picture. In
0: yes. My head. Yes. Only Doc Martens.
3: Uh, yeah. Well, it's classy and also they're very quality boots. Mm-hmm. And so just like stomping, <laughs> stomping huh? through, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of really nice woven clothing. Cause she, very good dresser, very good. Ah, dresser. Yeah, and a, and a good scarf because she likes to stay warm in the cold weather. Oh yeah, I don't like to be cold. <laughs> Stomping through the land of the raven um, on this, what I would say, film film cover. Hmm. Do you feel like that's accurate, Nikita? Or you could correct me? my everyday experience. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it's like when I go into work. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow.
3: And then there's just a cat yelling at me. And there's uh, a cat. <laughs> yeah, there's a cat in the corner yelling at her. In which she cowers. <laughs> terrifying, yeah. Special is a threat.
0: Oh wow.
3: <laughs> you see a gray tabby at the raven, you run. Come
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all should go to the raven even if there is a ter- like terrifying cat who You can just
3: pick him up and he'll he's defenseless. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> really easy to stop at him. <laughs>
0: oh wow! Dead. Love that. I'm
3: dead. Great.
0: I just really was into this like memory lane of Lawrence. Uh, it was so nice.
3: It is nice. I do like a nice little
0: memory lane. And we're back. So let's talk about Daniel.
3: I couldn't wait to talk about Daniel, Um, but the thing is, I'm telling you what I imagine Daniel might be wearing today, and I need you to confirm.
0: Okay, I got you.
3: Because you know that I'm far away, but I still feel Daniel in my soul.
0: Of course, of course.
3: So, it has been ungodly chilly recently.
0: Come on, ungodly chilly. (laughs)
3: I'm golly chilly. Like, I wake up in the morning. You know this girl wakes up at 4.45 to go to her 6 a.m. yoga. Mm-hmm. And I pull on my yoga pants, my sweater, and then I go outside and I'm like, you should have checked. You should have worn a coat. And, and it's freezing. So I'm guessing that today in the studio, Daniel is wearing a tweed jacket. Okay. That is turquoise.
0: Mm. You know who
3: loves this? Statement, okay? Now, you can convert, And I also feel like it's turquoise with bits of yellow, just kind of (gasps) weaved in.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, tell me. You're right. That's wild. I don't know why you know this information. Did Daniel send you a photo?
3: No, Daniel's in my heart. Daniel's in my heart every day.
0: Wow. But you know what is, like, even more wild, which you would never have guessed?
3: Okay, what?
0: Eyeshadow matches the jacket.
3: Stop it. What color
0: eyeshadow? It's like yellow to blue. It's almost like an ombré out, like from like inside it goes yellow and it's like a bright yellow. Then it like fades to that teal color all the way out on the like outer wing and it like matches and touches the wing so perfectly. So precise. Daniel care. could be a drag queen. We don't know.
3: We don't know because we don't ask questions we just admire and that's the best part of our relationship exactly. but now Nikita knowing what she knows about mm-hmm. Daniel from this very call
1: mm-hmm.
3: what do you think Daniel might be wearing with that beautiful ensemble so far
1: mhm um i'm really feeling like based on this conversation mm-hmm, based mm-hmm. on
3: this whole experience yeah yeah i'm seeing some whimsical socks ooh and I'm Thinking that they have macaws on them. Stop what? it with the <laughs> Like, I think they're probably pretty, like, neutral background, but the macaws are brightly colored, <gasps> mm. like reds and yellows, just warm tones. Love that. Love a so warm I'm picturing, tone.
1: I'm picturing that as part of that outfit for sure.
3: Isaac, can you confirm the macaws are present?
0: I can. I can definitely confirm. Yeah. Not that I am in the, like, like, mastering room? Is that what we call the room? The mastering room. Um,
3: <laughs> I, I uh, have literally never heard those phrases together, but I think that if I was to be there right now, I would call it a mastering room.
0: I'm going to call it a mastering room, but I am getting Daniel's confirmation that these are the socks. These are the socks. Yep,
3: yep. a good macaw goes a long way is what I've heard in my circles. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> this is the thing but I can't tell you what's underneath this coat I don't know I feel like Daniel might reveal if y'all guess
3: <laughs> a, little, a little mystery well okay so this is the thing the thing about Daniel is that he likes to be unpredictable so while he might be wearing that tweed jacket to stay warm I think underneath he wanted to show out uh oh so what I'm seeing is a little bit like a unitard and i'm just gonna let you guys think let that sink in a little bit a unitard but not just the unitard because you know he's wearing the turquoise he's wearing the yellow it's represented in his eyeshadow he was like i don't want to give it all away up front so he's already doing you know quite quite a statement outwardly but inwardly it is bright pink it is a good solid neon pink I'm Mm -hmm. talking about hot pink like it is bright it is vibrant but you wouldn't see it unless he burst it open right it's like that's what I'm envisioning because I know Daniel so well now you're saying he's being hush hush so we don't know we don't know
0: we don't know we don't know what's underneath this um, tweed jacket Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. yes speaking of tweed tell us Let's talk about flowers. I don't know what the connection was, but I made it.
3: I was like, yeah, tweed flowers, totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally, because that's what, we're here to support you. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what is tweed exactly? I think I need a definition.
3: I think that that is something that can be found on the Google. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is what happens when we're so far apart.
3: (laughs) Yeah, we we can't do enough to make sure that we're together like we want to be.
0: True. Oh, my gosh. The Googles will only connect us.
3: The Googles, the one that keeps us all connected as a society.
0: That's what's scary. Wow, that was deep. That was a profound thought. Listen, I'm here for profound thoughts. Mm -mm. But let let us
3: give out some flowers.
0: Yes, so flowers. Um, Who do I want to give flowers to? I think I want to give flowers to my mother. She reached out. I haven't like my mom has been really like iffy about calling me, and I think she's trying to give me like adult space, which is like wild to me because I am not an adult.
3: I think you are
0: actually. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, It doesn't feel like that. I was
3: spitballing.
0: Yeah, so I think she's been trying to give me adult space, so she hasn't been calling me as often, so I have to call her, which has been wild because it's, like, now that I have to, like, do that work, I call her a lot. That's good. And so it's been good. We've had nice conversations.
3: You have to. I call my mom all the time. I I feel like since I moved out of Lawrence, I call her all the time because I'm just like, if I don't call her, who will? Like, that's my job. I need to. And also, like, she always makes sure that I don't, like stab anybody that's real like this morning i called and i was like i was being obnoxious i called her for a specific reason and then all of a sudden like i realized something there was some drama happening in my work life and so then i was just yelling obnoxiously at the world But she was still on the line (laughs) and then and then i was like oh oops like sorry about that that i need to get that out of my soul and then she started singing it wasn't a real song it was like kind of started singing a calming song i was like oh that's uh is that something you do with your patients to calm them down she said "Nah, that was just as much for you as it was for me i think i think i riled her up (laughs) with my complaining but yeah no you got to call your mom moms keep you on the right track
0: very true very true
3: yeah yeah so flowers for your mom. I think flowers for my mom, I think, for the example I just gave. Let's go ahead and give her some flowers.
0: That was flowers. good. That was good. That was good. Nikita, do you have flowers to give to anyone?
3: Um. Yeah. I'd like to give some flowers to my friend Mary. Uh, we got coffee the other morning um, when I was really needing someone to chat with for a while. And it was a very lovely conversation that we had. And it just made me feel very heard, so it was a very good conversation.
0: Okay, love Mary. That. Shout out what to Mary. Yeah.
3: What's Mary's last name? Um, Good question, if I <laughs> could remember it.
0: <laughs> I am screaming on oh my Mary, God. <laughs> Mary, we Mary, know her
3: last name. We remember, people. <laughs> I've met someone before, <laughs> and she got coffee, and I love coffee, so Taza. I love Mary. I love Taza. Okay, so... <laughs>
1: No-brainer.
3: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh my we love Mary. Flowers to her. Any other flowers, Isaac?
0: Flowers to Lawrence. I miss Lawrence. I'm kind of jealous that y'all are there without wow. me.
3: I feel like you have said something that both me and Nikita, like, kind of grimaced at. <laughs> I just popped in for a moment, you know, because I have worked in Kansas City. I do love Lawrence in a way. From a distance is great. And there are people in Lawrence that are near and dear to my heart that I'm so excited to have seen. I saw Lily today. so flowers for her.
0: Yes.
3: At the same time, like, I think that it's good to have some distance between me and Lawrence. How do you feel, Nikita? I don't live here. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's very small after you live here for a long time, so it can be very exhausting. There are a lot of things that I really love about it, but Mm -hmm. it is very tiring. Mm. I uh, I do feel very exhausted. I think once you're in a place for long enough, you see so many of the flaws that it's hard to see the positive
1: again, and so it takes a lot for me to see the good things about Lawrence that other people really enjoy sometimes because I feel mm. like I'm just so focused on, like, what is going wrong here.
3: Mm-hmm. That's real. And this is, like, this is someone who I spent K through 12-plus here.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
3: unique because we all, our family moved around a lot, so I didn't really spend, I didn't have, a, I had went to different elementary schools. But Nikita did get here kindergarten and went through went through 12th grade and college and is here, so I feel like she's got a good grasp on, like, been here long enough to, you know, know positive, but definitely can always focus on what can be better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: True.
3: <laughs> and people don't want to do that a lot of the time in Lawrence. Yeah. yeah,
0: But you can only be so critical of something if you love it so much, right?
3: Really. mm-hmm. So you want it to be better. You want it to be good. You want it to be everything that you could hope in a place that you live. Because there really are a lot of great things about Lawrence, Um, and when I come back, I get to see some of those things, but even in the few days that I come back, I think I'm exhausted by some of those other things. And it is nice that I know this is a visit, Mm -hmm. even as much as I do miss it, just like you, Isaac, I miss it sometimes, and then I'm like, oh, but it is nice to not... (laughs) be here full time very fair (laughs) so flowers to Lawrence even though you could use some improvement (laughs) any other flowers that we want to give anybody Nikita Isaac what you think
0: I want to give flowers to y'all for like being here through the phone
3: yeah
0: (laughs) y'all are literally the same person I'm screaming I can't
3: thing though too because i texted nikita earlier and i was like mm, you want to do a podcast with me isaac and nikita goes that sounds fun like immediately that sounds fun it's like okay she's already in i'm so happy we're gonna do this together that's a good feeling but it's nice that we're able to thanks to daniel do a long distance episode because you know travel unexpectedly got in the way of we already re- planned on recording this episode and i was hell bent on recording this episode yeah so, it's great that Nikita gets to join us because I do like bringing on guests and really intelligent, wonderful guests who can like bring good stuff to the table, just like me and Isaac.
0: Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Nikita, for being here.
3: I know. She gets so the nice. most flowers. I gotta give flowers to all of you. <laughs> 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 so nice for you to let me be here. I've had a good time. It was fun.
0: Yes. With that being said, Are we done with flowers? Question mark.
3: I think we are. I think we're tired of giving out flowers.
0: Yeah, I don't. My hands are tired from like extending. You know.
3: Yeah. That's exactly what Nikita said. She can't pick anymore. Can't pick anymore to give to people. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. So, thank you so much to Dra- Jack Straw. Oh my gosh. And Daniel for um, allowing us to have this space so we can record and do great things, specifically Daniel today, because, you know, long distance podcasting is wild. <laughs> it's it is a wild all time. The
3: future,
0: it <laughs> it's just, I've never understood technology ever. And here we are just chatting mm-hmm. via podcast on the things.
3: Yeah, I feel like we're together you know, all wearing the same warm, cozy sweater, just really humming to ourselves to self-soothe. Huh?
0: I'm <laughs> screaming. This visual is too much. I might have to make it into, like, an actual thing. I might put our, like, faces on, like, other people's bodies, like, in these cozy sweaters. And, like,
3: <laughs> I, want, I want that to happen. I honestly wish we could make it real. That's why I'm trying to get people to come to Seattle mm-hmm. to hang out with us. But,
1: like,
0: so also, fun.
3: in the meantime, we do need some kind of makeshift photo
0: representation. I can make a work. I can make a work. I'm getting good at photo editing. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah.
3: a lot of good photos of all of us out on the internet. Certainly, we can bring them together.
0: <laughs> we can make it work. Oh, my gosh. Um... But, yeah, and then, you know, you can always hit us up in our DMs at thetablepod at gmail.com. Or just literally slide into our DMs on all the social medias. Nikita, what is your social media?
3: Oh, If you'd like um, to share. Uh, yeah. Uh, I hate the name of my Instagram, button, <laughs> so I don't want to share. it, But I will. Um, <laughs> okay, so we uh, obviously we're getting her in a very vulnerable state. So <laughs> this we is the should, one
1: thing I'm
3: into. <laughs> <laughs> we should all respect her wishes and be cool in this moment. She's sharing something vulnerable. Go for it, Nikita. Yeah, my Instagram is at Nikita. The. Star. <laughs> Which is just true. Which is just what it is. It's true. Yeah.
0: Facts are no. facts.
3: Yeah. I'm trying. Aren't um, <sighs> we all? Yeah. every day. Yeah. Any other place that you would want our listeners to hit them up or Instagram is the place? I feel like Instagram is the place. Same. Yeah. Instagram is good. Cool, cool, cool. All right. You guys heard it from the source herself. Get <laughs> her up on the Instagram. Nikita. That's N-I-K-I-T-A. Dot, the, you'll know how to spell it, dot, star. That's what she is.
0: (laughs) That was wild. I loved every moment of that.
3: (laughs) And then hit us up, hit me and Isaac up on the Insta. Please hit us up on the table pod. Send us questions, you know, send us money, send us love, you know, not in that order.
0: Maybe a good meme. I love a good meme.
3: Oh, we enjoy a good meme, a nice GIF or JIF, whatever you want to say about them. I'm only gonna say um, GIF. You're only gonna
1: say GIF. I only <laughs> want to say
3: gif, To
1: be honest. Hmm, wow.
3: Point of contention. We should end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> like, I think
0: we lost our guest. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Bye, uh. y'all. Bye.
3: bye. Talk to you later.
0: Bye.